Welcome each one to our service here this morning. Greetings in the name of our Creator, the one who made everything we see around us. And as I looked at what to share this morning, I didn't realize it at the time as I sort of looking at a subject and what's in the scripture and I realized that uh, uh, this ends the ninth month of us being together as a church and um, I guess the ninth month kind of rang a bell with me because my wife's expecting a baby but um, I don't imply that it has to do anything with the church in nine months but the the question I was wrestling with is is how am I fitting in and some of you maybe how are you fitting in as we maybe not specifically the church but I that's sort of where my mind was at of of um, a new group um, you know me being ordained uh, just a lot of things your mind could go a lot of different ways but um, where do you find your your place in life or where do you fit in in life uh, you know as Christians you 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 know you're born again you're serving the Lord and yet there's still things of of where to go and what to do and and for some it's easier than others but uh, for myself you can you can get doubts and um, like I've shared earlier uh, inabilities it's like you know, why why shouldn't one of you be up here preaching and, and uh, you know just your mind can do those things and and that's not really what we're supposed to do and I I want this message to be an encouragement to you and I didn't quite know how to to find this in scripture but it all started from the verse that says about one star differs in glory from another star and that triggered my mind way back and I I looked at it and it didn't quite fit the context is sort of different it's talking about when we're reunited with Christ once you die and you're raised again that each one's going to be raised in different ways and different glories and and we're just going to be different just like we can see the stars are different and I I took the liberty to kind of pull that and think of us as stars today and you know where where you fit in and the title of the message I I put down is the word of hope galaxy and this might be a little bit more um, I don't know a maybe not so much of a serious message more a, a somewhat of a science message the um, I, I come to it over and over again as I studied that how great God is and our job is to just bring him honor and glory and as you even attempt to look at the stars and the parallels and things there are I don't want to be out of line on anything there that you know you can go go lots of different ways with things but it kinda sorta kept coming down to as you think of a galaxy contains lots of stars and as this church it's not near as many stars as what a galaxy has but each of you are here for a reason, purpose. God has you here. And to find out what exactly that is and then to pursue it and do it. 
not worrying about the rest of the stars here in church, so to speak. Just to find your place and to be willing to put your all and energy into what God would want. And I thought it was fitting and maybe even out of uh, routine. Raise your hand if you remember what Mike preached about last Sunday. Very good. I think it does us well to keep track of all these uh, teachings and things. It's Life's busy and you can just move along from one to the next, but just to refresh your mind, and as some of you alluded to, Mike preached about the love of God and how the parable there with the lost sheep, the lost coin, and then the prodigal son, how God just... And, and we can relate to it. When something is lost and then you find it, and as God extends His love and then we respond to it, and He's, He just, re, as each of those illustrations, it just rejoices in, in what was found. And the song He referred to was uh, The Love of God, very basic song that we all know. And I didn't check for sure, but there is a phrase in there that says... Um, the love of God goes beyond the highest star. And when Mike alluded to that and we were singing it, I thought, there's the highest star. I had this in mind back then already. And and, and so I asked Mike, I said, you, you kind of confirmed a little bit what I wanted to share. And, he, and I said, so how high is the highest star? He goes, you know, that's always something I struggled with. He said, where's the end? It, it's like as soon as you think you got to the end of it, well, then something else has to start again. And, and as we learn and know of what uh, they find in the universe, it, it's, it's unending. And as us, as men, as people, we, we just have nothing left to do but to just be in awe of who God is. And I'm not sure how to keep all my notes maybe in line I <clears throat> just appreciated what Phil had and I, <clears throat> I thought maybe I should get my pen out and put the candles at Word of Hope instead of the Word of Hope galaxy they're just light there um, we, you know the sun the stars there's so many ways it could be looked at but I'm just gonna go down through a little bit as we as we think of stars and I'm not sure if I'll turn to all these references or not but First off, I always look at scripture. What does the Bible say about stars? The first star you think of is Christmas time when the wise men saw a star. We're all familiar with that. There's, you know, you could study into what all they knew and could see through the through that star and how they knew what to do and how they followed that. Um, I don't have any more really on that. I, I took it more a general sense of where we're all. Uh, stars were talked about in the Bible. And I I will turn to Genesis chapter 1. And just one verse real quick. Just sets that stage. Genesis chapter 1 verse 16. It says, And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. The last part of the verse says, He made the stars also. Just as a, I'm just going to make them just simply for the fun of it. And 
my personal feel is, is that the pleasure that God wants to have, and as us as men that can think about making big explosions and big things and power, study, study the stars, and you will soon find the huge amounts of energy that is just out there doing nothing more than just being a landscape, if you want to say, before God's eyes of stars coming, stars going. And the distance and the volumes just can't even come close to our mind understanding this. I think of the one, I'm getting ahead, but the amount of energy that the sun gives off we only use, uh, I actually can't find in my notes right here, I'll come across it later. We use such a small fraction amount of the energy that the sun gives off. And the sun's an average star, and there's millions, billions, trillions of stars. And God just made those. And God made the stars also, just right there in Genesis. Now if you turn to Revelation, in... in uh, follow through with that it reads in uh, Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11 I'm reading into the verse just a little bit but it says thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created and when it says, thou hast created all things, I put the stars in there, and I put it as, for thy pleasure, they are and were created. And God created the stars, I think, simply for his pleasure to see that. And we're still hardly being able to see all that's out there. I mean, it's, he's almost out there. He creates it, and it's out there just for him, because we can't even see it, besides what the scientists, you know, they're eventually getting to see farther. But... Uh, the stars, they're there for his pleasure. Turn to Psalm 147, verses 4 and 5. As if it was uh, enough to understand all the stars that are out there. Some of you may know this verse. In Psalm 147, I'm just going to read verses 4 and 5. It says in verse 4, He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Verse 5, Great is our Lord, and of great power His understanding is infinite. And to think about numbering all the stars. Now, I looked a little bit just to, like I say, for a little bit of science class. And some of you may know this, but we live in the Milky Way galaxy. That contains about 200 billion stars, approximately. But they go on to say that there is a part, as approximately or about, they come up with that there's two trillion galaxies. Now, if you have 200 billion stars and there's two trillion galaxies, you get a very, very large number. And I come up with it it might not even be right but it's something about uh, you know a one or a two with 23 zeros behind it 
It's phenomenal. It's astronomical. We, we just can't, can't even think about it. And just to see it the other morning, my wife kind of catches these comets and shooting stars and things. She, she enjoys that maybe more than I do. And she goes, did you know that the, the planets are all lined up to, uh, for next month or so? And I didn't know. And sure enough, went out one morning. It was really clear. Sun just starting to get light. So we went out and do chores. And you could see four stars lined right up in a row. I don't know if any of you were up or saw it or know about it. It's still there. It's a little harder. You got to catch it just right, and they might not quite be in line. Mercury, Venus, of course we're Earth, Jupiter, I miss Mars maybe. The first four from the sun going out were all lined up. Perfect row. I mean, you could, the one was brighter than the other, and you, you were looking a little bit, and all, you saw three, and looking, and all of a sudden there was a fourth one, real dim. They were just in a, in a perfect row. It's not that that's a rare thing. They say it happens every year or two. But there they are. Somebody put them right in a row like that. That was God. Lots of stars. I'm not going to turn to it. Jeremiah 33:22 references the fact that man will never be able to number the stars. I didn't realize that was in Scripture, but it says man will never be able to count the sands of the sea, or the number of the stars. And when a number gets too big, they have zeros. Man will not be able to put it right down to the last star. Uh, there are already so many zeros they can't even get to, whether it's a billion or a trillion with all the zeros behind. And I firmly believe that it is above and beyond man's ability to count the stars, as stated in Scripture there. Another place that uh, stars are referred to is in Jude, uh, and it only has uh, one chapter. So Jude verse 13 refers to men that have deceived people and have led people astray, and it refers to them as wandering stars. And I want to be grateful this morning that I don't think any of you are wandering stars. But there is people out there that will come up with things that are not grounded in Scripture and that are not, and there, there's, a, there's a lot of description there in Jude if you read it. It, it gives a list and um, lots of uh, warning about uh, men that do this. And, but the one phrase it is called there is a, is a, um, a wandering star, or wandering stars maybe even a plural form. And it's interesting how it put that in there, referring to the, to the stars as, as somebody that is um, deceiving people or ungodly, uh, evil men. Another time it's used is, uh, and there again, it was something I think would be interesting to study. I didn't see a whole lot of it, but there is a verse in Revelation 22.16 that says about Jesus Christ is called the morning star. And I'm not exactly sure what the morning star is. However, they talk about, and I'm, if I understand it right, Venus being bright. And I think that's the one that was bright in the sky. And how all that relates with Jesus being the first one to go through the uh, plan of salvation, bringing that light to us, and being the brightest one, the beginning, the one that instigates it. And we can follow and we can see that is some of my... Uh, slight understanding of what the morning star might be. And then um, 
in Revelation 2 verse 28, it says about, along with the morning star, Jesus being the morning star, it gives a short phrase that says, I will give him the morning star. And that's each of us. That Jesus will give us the morning star. And I don't think we'll be the morning star, but we can be part of the morning star. That's there. Uh, and possibly a, a subject in itself. And then the last one that I alluded to already is in 1 Corinthians 15, 41. One star, maybe I should just read it. It... it will get you the uh, context as well. I, I kind of pulling it out of the middle there, but 1 Corinthians 15 verse 41 says, There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. And as I tried to you know, kind of bring this down to, you know, even myself finding, you know, my place here at church in, in life as a Christian, there was uh, a verse brought to my mind, and I, if, if you want a text, I guess this will be my text, it's, it's very familiar, but it's in Romans chapter 12, and I'm, I'm not sure if I really have much to say about all the verses, but the one verse really... Um, just kind of helped fit it together a little bit as we think of, of how you fit your place here in church or work or, or um, your neighborhood or where you live. Uh, Romans chapter 12, um, verses 1 to 8 kind of has the whole setting, and verses 1 and 2 we're familiar with, but I wasn't sure if I'll read it, but I think I, think I will just read it. Um, if you want to follow along, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and are all members, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And just taking one, verses 1 and 2 is, is, as you find your place in life, understand who you are. And as you are, this morning you are, uh, verses 1 and 2 talk about you are a, a redeemed person in the sight of God and required to be giving your life as a living sacrifice to God. That's what you were created to be, be bringing honor and glory to God. Each person has a different testimony of what God has done for them. And it doesn't matter really what that testimony is. Each one is going to bring glory to God. 
I have down here about reading Psalm chapter 8, or Psalm 8, and it just talks about what is man that thou art mindful. It made the stars, and it's uh, maybe somewhat of a repeat. But it says about what is man that thou art mindful of him. God, you know, even everything that he made, God really zeroes in on us as people. And that's who he uh, puts all his time and effort into, and that's, that's who we are. Uh, we can't do much about it besides surrender, give our lives to Him. And a verse in Isaiah 43.1 reads, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. And so this morning, to understand who you are, is God knows who you are. He knows your name, and you are you have value in the sight of God. So to understand who we are, and then it goes to verse 3 here in Romans and talks about having a proper view of who we are and of ourselves, but how that starts getting into uh, others as well. But a proper view of yourself. It says in verse 3, just to... Uh, uh, pull my notes out of it. it says don't be thinking you're better than others but on top of that it says we should not be running ourselves down and uh, as I read in Harold Martin <clears throat> he put it in good words in his book there uh, in, in Romans he says we must neither downgrade nor exalt ourselves beyond the truth and that phrase, beyond the truth, really adds to it because we tend to exaggerate ourselves either in how good we are or we exaggerate ourselves in how bad we are. And I want to say that it's just as much to go away from the truth if you really say you are a horrible person at this or this or this. If it's truth, you can state it. Not in a proud way, not in a demeaning way of yourself, but he says you must neither downgrade nor exalt yourself beyond the truth. I thought that was stated very well. To have a proper view of yourself <clears throat> and what you can do. And then in verse 4, it, it would say about being uh, with the members, to have a proper view of others. And God has given different gifts to each of us. And part of it that is uh, takes some learning and growing is to be trusting each other and I was talking with a fellow and he said you cannot get very far in church if you don't have members that trust each other and that can get really hard sometimes when you what was talked in Sunday school about the last time that fellow borrowed something he just destroyed it and this fellow says no I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do right can you trust him and that can be difficult, but we need to get to that place, and each of us need to earn that, that we can be trusted by each other as well in church and have, with a proper view of each other's. And then in verse 5 to 8, it talks about being many, especially verse 5, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. That's a little bit where I came up with galaxy. That it's we're one galaxy here, and yet there's many, many stars uh, in the galaxy. And so, as I think of some practical things, um, 
this may be a little bit more my uh, take or my my thoughts about stars. Um, I have down here the first one, let your light shine. That was alluded to already this morning. I don't think I have much to add to it. But Philippians 2.14 says, Do all things without murmuring and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, <clears throat> that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. As we think of letting your light shine, stars have interesting facts about them in light. Some, some are very bright and some are very dim. And I want to tell you this morning, don't worry about how bright or how dim the other stars are. Just be what God wants you to be. And I know this can be, I guess I'll trust you all enough to understand what I'm trying to get at. To... Yes, you need to be worried about how bright or how dim you are. But it, at it, the place that God puts you, that's where you need to continue on and really zero in on. Some stars are 100 million times brighter than the sun. You can't imagine. You can't even look at the sun. But yet some stars are 100 million <clears throat> times brighter than the sun. On the flip side, some stars are only one millionth one millionth as bright as the sun. You have a wide variety. Wherever God has you, that's where you are. Don't worry about how bright or how dim the other people are. Normally we think of bright as positive, dim as negative. I don't know as it has to be that way. Yes, we are to let our light shine. But don't be too worried if somebody else would seem brighter or where God would have them. Just you find your place. Another thing about stars is how dense they are in the weight. So uh, for you as stars to be the density or the size of what God wants you to be. Each of us have a different responsibility. And some responsibilities could be heavy and some could be light. And there's not really anything wrong when you think about God just making these for His pleasure and where He wants each of us to be. Stars can vary in density. The, the weight of them is unimaginable. They can vary from a cubic inch weighing several tons to a cubic foot weighing one thousandths of an ounce. Just how God makes things. And so if you think you're only doing the thousandths of an ounce. If you know that's what God wants you to do, do it. If you think you're the heavyweight, if you want to say, and you're a couple tons per square inch, well, do it. Just be in the place where God wants you to be. And the size is some stars are 1,100 miles in diameter. And then some stars are 2.5 billion miles in diameter billion, 2.5 billion miles in diameter. Um, they can fit so many in our solar system, I think, you know. It's just, it's just huge. 
Okay, another one here. Worship God, not the stars. I didn't bring this from Scripture, but in Old Testament, you know about the references where they worshiped the starry host as idolatry. They worshiped not they worshiped what God created instead of God Himself. And you need to think about worshiping God here in church. I understand we need heroes in our life. Yes. We need examples in our life. Yes. But we should not lift up certain stars, if you want to say, in our church and hold them higher than what God would want. Refrain from that. It can be a temptation to to put people almost greater than what God is. Um, It sounds a little bit, I don't really see that or know of that, but don't let the stars become an object of worship in uh, being greater than what God is. That, That is not what he wants. Next one here, be a star of energy in the church. Of course, this varies. Some have energy, some don't. Some stars are at 5,000 degrees. That's the low energy level. Other stars may be as high as 60,000 degrees. That's a lot of energy when it's basically degrees is, is pretty well uh, energy. Here's my point I missed earlier. We receive one two billionth of the sun's energy, and the sun's an average star. It's like the star just gives off way more than the earth really even needs. And so, just apply your energy as God has given you to the church in your way, as you want. Um, Like I say, some... And I'm not sure quite where the sun fits in. I think it's about a happy medium between the 5,000, the low, and the 60,000 high. I'm guessing it's somewhere around the 20, 30,000 degree mark, but I could be wrong on that. It's very hot. And there's lots of energy that just constantly taking place. And then the one I wasn't wasn't quite sure how to deal with is distance. Because... Nobody wants to be distant from the church. But you go out in space and there is distance. It's, just, it's there. The universe is unlimited, as I said. And, you know, God wants you to be as a star, you know, in this church. Um, where do you fit in, in, in in that distance, you know? Can you be in the corner all by yourself, way off in, in this end of the galaxy? Is that okay? Um, if everybody else is over here... I'm not quite sure how to how to put that all together, um, but if it's a different area in the galaxy, that's okay. Be be the star wherever God puts you, shining your light and uh, doing the work that you want. Yeah, God wants you to do. <clears throat> I have two more here yet, and I alluded to it. Don't be a wandering star. That's in Jude. I'm not going to turn there, but ungodly men that deceived and drawn people away as a you know part of the church here be grounded in the truth and know what the truth is and we can share truth and we can check each other in this here to know what the truth is but to be going so far that we begin to lead others away i'm thankful for what we have here and that i don't feel that is happening at all but just to be to be careful of it, that we stay to the truth and we don't get um, led, led away or led astray in, um, in what we're doing. 
And I already uh, alluded to the last one. Be a star that gives God glory. Um, that's the problem with jumping ahead in my notes. The way my mind goes. I have down here. We were just nine months since we um, have met here. Um, and I just want each of you to see this. As you go out, and if you look at the stars and you see that, just to be reminded that you don't have to be, as a member of a church here, you don't have to feel like you're unimportant. Because you're part of us. You're one of the stars in the galaxy. And if God wanted to take one star out of the Milky Way and put it in another star or another galaxy, you think he'd notice that that one star is missing? It's a... 200 million or whatever stars in there? Yes, he's going to know that that one star is missing. And it's hard to know that. If you put something on a wall with millions of dots and it's all there and I just took and I smudged one and I took it away. You going to notice? You might. If the pattern was right and it was just full and all of a sudden there's an odd spot, something's missing. And I think God kind of can see that. It's like, there's, there's something missing there. And so, um, just to put your all into serving the Lord and, and as the branch of that being part of the church here, um, as you go out and see the stars, that you can have a peace in knowing, first of all, you're serving the Lord, doing what He wants. And the second thing, just to be concrete in your mind that you are being and used by God where you're at, regardless of all the other stars around. There's variety. There's so many different things. As you, if you study the stars, you can see that. But not, and it's hard, and if you understand me, not to become complacent where you're at. Please understand, I think you know that. Not to just go, well, I'm just going to be this star here. It's the way I am and can't change nothing. No, you can change. You can be... Uh, learning and growing and becoming more but just to realize that you can find fulfillment and contentment satisfaction if you want to say in doing the work that you have regardless of how it fits in with the rest of the church and that we can work together as as a body as it says here in romans about being many members um i was just uh, awed i guess in studying the stars and my brother Phil had given me a book. I thought about bringing it this morning, but so many facts and so many things. And as you, if or when you see the stars the next time, just think about it, that God made each of us, and you're one of those people in his church, in his body, and that you can be finding your place and your... Um, just finding your place as a child of God in where you are. That's the end of my notes. I think at this time we'll kneel for prayer.